Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ritual. My name is Amy Harvey and I am very excited to be back with you guys once more. Uh, now today is very exciting because I am joined by a wonderful guest. I haven't done one of these ones in a while. I blame Poet and his being a little babiness. Um, but I'm very excited to be back and chatting with other witches because it's probably my favorite thing to do with this podcast no offense to patty i do love my episodes with him i should you know what scratch that because he's gonna get offended <laughs> um but with today's guest one thing that i do love about social media um is that it brings people together it does have a lot of negatives and there are a lot of people out there that i totally don't agree with anything that they have to say but there are a few gems that you do find and i am really grateful that today one of those is here with me. Um, I am with Hannah Purton. She is a green witch. She is a witch from Tasmania as well. So we have another Aussie witch on our hands. Uh, she's a psychic medium. She has her own business and she is just one of those witches that I, I just love her whole vibe because she is real. She doesn't try to like, you know how there are some people that just try and like over dramatize witchcraft or they make it way too complicated like she just keeps it simple she's a mom she she reminds you that it doesn't have to be this big show it's just like super simple things that you can do every day um and she's just got a cool vibe and I had to get her on because we've been chatting more and more on social media and I thought you know what this gives me an excuse to just actually talk to her kind of face to face where we're so close being in Melbourne and Tasmania but not quite close enough. So Hannah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. That was a glow. You can tell that you're a Leo like me because uh, I'm yeah. like, oh, wow, thank you so much for that. I should have started glowing. with that, that you're a Leo because like. I love that. No, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. How are you going? Good. I'm going really good. I've had a nice chill morning this morning. Actually, I did have to get up at seven o'clock this morning though I go to the supermarket because I completely forgot to get lunch stuff yesterday oh, no. it's like oh my god the kids and I thought oh it's so early I nearly ubered it here and I thought don't <laughs> do that don't do that Hannah so I was like I better get in the car so I went and got lunch stuff but apart from that it's been really relaxed we nearly had that actually we had four slices of bread left so enough for sandwiches mm. so when Noah was like I would like toast <laughs> we're like no you cannot have toast this morning <laughs> I've been there. I'm gonna, you know, when you're gonna ration it out, you're like, okay, how can I make this work? Yeah, this is going. I hate going to the supermarket. Yeah, I actually hate going to the supermarket. If I can not go, I will not go. But obviously, with kids, you have to go, right? So I'm like, 
Yeah, I've been there with the toasting before, though. <laughs> I now have bread in my freezer at all times, but I was like, I can't make sandwiches out of that. I can I make know. breakfast, but I can't make sandwiches. I see people who go, I've made like a whole term's worth of lunches and they like freeze them all and then just put the lunch in the lunchbox to defrost. And I'm like, that's horrible. That would taste yeah. so bad. <laughs> so soggy. It would taste soggy. It also, so I wish so I could be that like organized mom like in my head I am that but then I realize I'm not and I knew that I wasn't because on Mother's Day my kids like brought that up in their carts and I was like wow I'm really the chaotic mom it's like same so although he did say my eldest said to me oh um you're so powerful and I was like oh that's really sweet (laughs) that's really sweet but he also said like oh I don't like it when we argue, um, but I know that it's just us having some conflict. I forgot what he said exactly, but then he said on there, and I love it even when you forget things. (laughs) No, no. Of course you mentioned the fact that I forget things. Yeah, I can't help it. I'm trying my best, man. (laughs) That was like Noah's Mother's Day thing he did at school. It was like, what do you love best about, or what does your mum do best? And he goes, my mum is the best at shopping. And I'm like, Mm. I saw that I thought that was so funny like, oh okay touche I am a Leo like, hmm, interesting yeah I agree with that one <laughs> you should tell Patty oh that's what happens when you marry a Leo I'm sorry I know well he's a Leo as well he should understand oh they really yeah. oh wait no we had this conversation I remember you telling me that you're that a Leo as well isn't he well we thought he was so we're actually born like I told you we're born mm. on the exact same day but because I was born in the morning and he was born in the afternoon, because mm. the 23rd of August is like a cusp date, even though there's no such thing as cusps. Um, because I was born in the morning, I'm a Leo. And because he was born in the afternoon, he's a Virgo. But he didn't know that until he met me and I did his birth chart. And then I was like, oh, my God, you're not a Leo at all. And he's like, <laughs> at first he hated it. He was like, no way. But then in the end, he was like, actually, I'm proud to be a Virgo. That makes a lot of sense. And it actually makes so much sense. He's like, so Virgo, it's not even funny. That's so cool. I, that's, isn't it funny how yeah. it's like only hours can define your personality traits? <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Ooh. It's so funny too because sometimes I'm like, I said to my mom, are you sure I was born like in the morning? Because sometimes I definitely have Virgo traits, but I have, I have a Virgo Venus. So that kind of like mm-hmm. makes sense. What's your three? I think it shines through three? sometimes. I'm a Leo sun, Gemini moon, which makes a whole lot of sense, to be honest. I think I really, the chaos is the Gemini moon. And then I'm a Cancer rising, Ah. which makes sense because I have like kind of a moon face. Yeah. (laughs) Like even on the side, it's like kind of moon facey. At first I used to, I got offended when someone said, oh yeah, you kind of do have a moon face. (gasps) Oh my God. But then I was like, you know what? No, I love the moon. I'm proud to be a moon face. It's okay with me now. Um. I saw yeah, I think it's because like I have like I don't know what it is. I saw that you, you do um chaos baking. Oh yeah, yeah. Good. I don't measure anything, right? I'm like it'll it'll either work or it won't. And even my partner the other day said like you should start measuring things. I was like my ancestors would never have done that. <laughs> they didn't have things, so I'm I'm thriving in the chaos. And <laughs> it's either going to work. It's an experiment. Oh I'm just God. simply chucking things in. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, that that didn't work. I, I'm never doing that again. But the, yeah. I feel like with baking, as long as you have like baking powder and like eggs, you really can't muck it up. Like you really can't muck it up. You just put it in for a little bit longer, in my really? opinion. Yeah, I'm like, I oh, I feel like you can't muck it up. Oh, that's fine. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's because I haven't mucked anything up badly yet. Although 
I did make bread the other day and I definitely didn't let it rise enough and I put it in and it was like super dense. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm in my bread making era, but I'm not very good at it yet. Bread's different. It's like a whole mm. science and one that I wish I could embrace, but I think I've had a too, I've like had too many failures and now it's knocked my confidence, but I want to yeah. be a bread making person. Right, same. I see it all the time. I see the people that sourdough. Oh, I'm like, I just, I got to nail the white bread first. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Nathan, I was looking at baguettes the other day and he was like, oh, that's too many steps. I don't, I'm just going to buy it. I was like, that's not why you should do it though. It's and he said, yeah, but it's easier. I mean, it's easier. Right? Yeah. He's, nah, I can't imagine that. It's the Virgo in him that's like, if he doesn't get a first try, he won't do it ever again. He's like, nah. Whereas I will just keep going. Yeah, I don't care. I'll, and even then, yeah, yeah. Mm. And if it tastes horrible, I'll just like gaslight Nathan to tell him, like, mm. tell him that tastes amazing. I don't know what you're on. <laughs> no, that tastes great. <laughs> He's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> So that's the only thing I haven't like the, with the chaos baking. I think that's the one thing I'm like just still very much working on is the bread. But yeah, we'll get there. But I have nailed the muffins and stuff, and I feel like you can do so much. I feel like I'm really into the kitchen witchery at the moment. I don't know if it's just because it's like autumn, winter. I always I get so. into that vibe. Because right? it kind of forces yeah. you inside and you want to make mm. things that make you feel good and cozy and like warm mm. and that's basically mm. soup and bread and all that stuff. So I think that it makes sense because I'm the same as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just in my chaos, my chaos witchery, kitchen witchery baking. <laughs> Everyone on TikTok's are like, what is she doing now? I don't know either. <laughs> it's crazy. You know as much bad. as I know. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many videos I've made that are just sitting in my drafts because I'm like, people come for me if I if I bake like that too much. Yeah, me. The I bakers know. will be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> How did you find me? <laughs> I am blocking you hardcore now. <laughs> what the algorithm do be dirty? <laughs> oh, All right, so let's actually begin with my question. Yes, yes. <laughs> go, go, shoot. So let's begin at the very start of your day. Do you have a morning ritual? And it can be mundane, a bit of both. I do and I don't. I hope that makes sense. It really (laughs) depends on the kids, first of all, very much. So sometimes the morning routine might not happen until like I've dropped them to school and then I've come home and then it's sort of like, you know, just like chill and quiet. If they're, you know, feeling good and they're not bickering with one another, then the morning routine happens pretty much when I first wake up. But the first thing I always do is obviously the coffee, right? And I always tell people, and I've done this on TikTok many times, you know, that's where for me personally, my morning ritual starts because then I can do like my pentagram and my coffee. I can also put cinnamon in it. Like you can put lots of things in coffee and tea um, and get creative with it. And cinnamon's also not only like an abundance herb and, you know, great for love and all that sort of stuff, but it's also really good for like your heart health. So it actually helps like the blood flow through your body. So it's really good to have that in winter and or autumn and winter, because then you're actually warming up your body at the same time yeah. and actually getting things going. Um, you should actually have a lot of warming herbs in, in those months because mm-hmm. it, you know, you get less cold that way. Um, but yeah. So, and then obviously coffee makes things happen really quickly. So sometimes if I'm like, oh, cheat code, I'll do like my protection pentagram in the morning. Yeah. 
and then I'll add, you know, cinnamon or whatnot if I want to call that in, but then it also tastes really good. But then also I'll set the intention with coffee. So let's say I need something to happen that day as I'm stirring and stirring in my intention, like towards myself, I'm also calling whatever it is that day that I need to get done mm-hmm. in quicker because yeah. coffee obviously, yeah. and like I always say, at the end of the day, you can buy all these like, you know, fancy herbs and things like that. And don't get me wrong. I love that. Obviously, Leo, I can't help myself. We but all the things. <laughs> yeah, all the things. I'm shocking for that. But then, you know, you can find the most simplest things just in the cupboard mm. that you can use. So like coffee, cinnamon. I mean, most most people have these things in their cupboard exactly. and you just get creative with that. So the coffee is always my morning ritual more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll maybe listen to like a podcast on the way to school drop-off again, depending on how the kids are going. Yeah. But that's kind of like my morning ritual. I don't really do too much. It's really dependent on how I'm feeling that day and also where I am in my like menstrual cycle and things like that. So like during like the luteal and the menstrual phase, I, I kind of show up very differently. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the follicular and the ovulation phase, which I thrive in, um, and I always wish I, I wish I could bottle up that energy and just yeah. and have that energy so I could be like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to get this done today. Let's bottle that up and then, but so yeah, the follicular and the uh, ovulation phase <laughs> is where I do the most of my morning like rituals, mm-hmm. and then I would say the luteal and the menstrual phase. I tend to do more of the nighttime rituals. That's what I tend to kind of do. Yeah. Um. So I try not to put too much pressure on myself to have a ritual because otherwise I feel like it feels really forced. Yeah. And then I'm like the intention's not there. It's like I may as well, you know, Absolutely. may as well just not do it. So yeah. yeah, it depends on where I am in my cycle, but. Coffee, I mean, it doesn't matter where I am in my cycle. It's always the groundedness. And because I have ADHD, it doesn't actually make me have energy. It just actually calms me down, which is nice. Yeah, it helps me think a lot clearer. I love that you um, work so closely with your cycle. It's definitely something Mm. that I want to, like, learn about and embrace more because I think um, as a woman – we kind of have this like ingrained thing that you shouldn't talk about it. Like it's just mm. a negative thing. Um, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's that time of the month. You know, there's nothing really like positive about it. But I think when you actually like break it down and learn to work with it, I think there's so mm. much power in that. And I love that mm. you do that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I know. I wish I did it sooner. I think I started really leaning into it. I would say probably about 2021, 2022, I really leaned into it a lot more. And I don't actually even know what sparked it. I think what sparked it is I started realizing how I was ovulating and then having my menstrual phase, like my period around certain times of the moon phases. And then I kind of started diving deep into it. And then I was like, this is actually really amazing. And even just to do a lot of my practices around like, those four seasons because like we're so in tune with nature that we don't even realize how we're connected to the moon how we're connected to the seasons like it all kind of correlates whereas men obviously connected to like the sun energy where it's very like you know you think of a sunny day how much more motivated do you feel and that's how you think of like men they have that like testosterone and they have that you know, they wake up in the morning and they've got all that energy, which I sometimes get envious of, Nathan. I'm like, I, w- I wish I had that <laughs> level of, of energy that you have. But like just even understanding how that works and then how like my partner works and also 
getting him to understand how I work and how certain practices and rituals for me are really important that I make time to do it. And that like, you know, he helps me with the kids so I can do that. And that's something like we've worked really hard on is like to have that communication with one another where I can be like, Hey, I'm, I'm in the luteal phase of my cycle. And he knows that means I'm going to be kind of introspective. Like don't put social situations on me out of nowhere. Like you need to give me some, like, you know, um, some leeway so I know to kind of get myself ready to do that or I can tell you I don't feel up for it so things like that and then if I say I need to do this it's really important for me he understands why it's important for me but yeah it's crazy how my rituals change around those you know seasons so obviously Mm -hmm. like your menstrual phase is the winter phase the autumn phase is luteal the ovulation phase is summer and then the feel follicular phase is the spring and obviously right now I'm in, my, I'm in my spring energy which is why yesterday I was like I'm baking bread I'm I'm yeah, cutting yeah, firewood yeah, I'm <clears throat> yes and then during the ovulation phase is where I do like a lot of like my road openings my like if I want to invite new beginnings in and things like that I tend to do it around that time and even structuring like my you know my business around my cycle as well has been just revolutionary mm-hmm. but I just wish I had done all this so much sooner because it really has helped my mental health so much more. And then obviously when my mem- when my mental health is good, it means like my spiritual health is good and my yeah, practices yeah. are like on point. <clears throat> and they're not out of like a forced nature because we both know if you do anything out of a forced nature, it's just it's the energy is not going to be there. Yeah, it's like you may as well just not do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do that and they force it and they say, especially, at the, you know, the beginning of your witchcraft journey, if you're trying to force something and and it's just not working for you, then just don't do it. Like yeah, even yeah. when you put that reel up this morning, I was like, I love that. Like when you were talking about how, you know, everyone's witchcraft journey is so different. And I get a lot of questions about like, where do I start? And I always think, I don't, I can't actually tell you that yeah, because yeah. it's so into, even with spirituality, you know, witchcraft, spirituality, there's no beginning. It's like, as in like, there's no one point that everyone should start on. It's just sort of like wherever you feel called to go, just do it dabble in stuff you'll soon find out whether you like it or if you don't like exactly. it and and things like that but anyway I've gone on a tangent there but no, that's actually good because my next question was yeah. where did you begin on your witchcraft mm. like were you always a witch or did it come to you at a certain point in your life like how did it happen mm, good question so let me think about this where did I start I guess I've been kind of doing it my whole life if I really think about it right and I don't want to be that cliche person like, oh, when I was little, I was obsessed with fairies and unicorns. And I mean, I think we all read the flower fairy yeah. books and Shirley Barber books. I mean, I don't know anyone that's not a millennial. Right? <laughs> yeah, everyone that's a millennial experienced that. Most people anyway. I mean, most people I know experienced that. But so kind of like, I guess, knowing that the 90s especially was like that witchcraft era where, where it became a little bit more... I guess, um, I don't want to say normal because it's never been not normal, but you know what I mean? More mainstream. That's probably the word, Um, which I love. I know a lot of people say they don't like that when things become mainstream, but I don't really agree with that. I think it's actually good that it's because it's more inviting. Everyone should be able to experience it. And it just normalizes it more. It's not so like taboo when like, you know, all witches are going to eat your children. It's not like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Although I do love when people comment on my stuff. I think someone said the other day on one of my reels, um something like something like that and I wrote back yeah I will (laughs) obviously I won't but like it's hilarious I'm gonna go on my to-do list today yeah yeah (laughs) I'm in the ministerial phase of my cycle don't mess with me but (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, I kind of, I guess I, it was always sort of there, especially inspired by, you know, the fact that I was born in the nineties, but I'm very lucky. I do have an auntie who does witchcraft. Um, and I've learned a lot from her. So, you know, she was like that person I kind of aspired to be. And I guess I'm, I feel very lucky that I had that in my life, Mm -hmm. um, because all the rest of my family are very much like, no way like you know they're either very are your family do they are they like encouraging of your path or not keen not really keen on it which I I think that was a lot for me at the time I was like trying to prove myself and then when I realized like I don't need to prove myself I can just be who I want to be and I'm going to accept you for who you guys are is it because Um, of religious reasons or just like personal some some are religious and some is personal. Some like a, there's a few people close t- to me who are very atheist. Like yeah, right. they just believe like they, they believe nothing, which I mean, I've never understood that. I've always believed that there's something. Me too. Um, yeah. So my mindset's like, mm, okay, that's really weird. Um, and it's always like the joke of the family kind of where I'm like the black sheep and I'm like, okay, I don't even that saying I'm like, what's wrong with, I don't know. There's a lot to even unpack with that. You, right. Right. And I'm even unpacking what black sheep means. I'm like, there's racism rooted in that. But anyway, that's a whole other kettle of fish. (laughs) But yeah, so it kind of just started the fact that my auntie inspired me and I came out of really bad relationship. And um, I guess I kind of started to realize I could dabble in it. So I had like crystals and things like that, but I always hid them from the person I was with at the time because it just wasn't accepted. It was made fun of. And you know, back then, I, I guess I, if I'm being honest with myself, really relied on validation from others. And I'm not yeah. afraid to admit that. I very much relied on that at that point in my life. And then once we, once I decided, no, I, I need better for myself. I need better for my kids. I, I can't have this relationship in my life. And then we split up and then I kind of dabbled in it here and there. And then uh, I don't even know where exactly I started I think it was like candle magic and just like getting more and more depth with my like herbal knowledge and things like that mm-hmm. and then obviously wanting to have like a little garden so at the time I was renting like a really little unit I was a single parent so I did like my gardening in pots I just had everything potted mm-hmm. um and then I had like my little altar and then I think at the time I was just kind of posting about like my mum stuff and connecting with other mums and then something just shifted and then I thought like fuck it (laughs) basically I was like you know what what have I actually got left to lose and around that time I lost so many of my friends and things like that but I wouldn't say I started I think it was candle magic and even now I love candle magic I don't know if it's just because I have a lot of fire in my like astrology chart but mainly candle magic is where I kind of first started because I mean candles are so accessible and back when I was a single parent and I was on you know I had a really tight budget back then I had to kind of work with what I had and it's really funny because I feel like where there's that saying what when there where there's a will there's a way and so I couldn't afford to have any oracle decks or tarot decks or anything back then Mm -hmm. and everyone around me at that point besides my auntie wasn't dabbling in it really it was like literally just me and so I decided I've got to get creative here. So I got pieces of paper, craft paper of my sons, and I made my own Oracle deck and I'd oh, use that. I yeah. Like that. I was like, I, cause I couldn't afford it. Like, you know, back then I was like, I, I have to pay the bills. I can't afford to like, you know, go off and buy an Oracle deck or something. Yeah. I'm just going to make one. That's so awesome. I just, yeah, I just connected with spirit, made my own Oracle deck. And that's how I kind of just started connecting that way. And then I started, you know, expanding my crystal collection 
And my sister at the time was buying me heaps of crystals and things like that. She's like, this one's good for this. This one's good for this. So it really kind of expanded through that. But yeah, like candles was like so easy for me to buy. And then I just made my own Oracle deck. And then it just kind of expanded from there. And also just using like the herbs and stuff in my kitchen that I had access to. So I started off really, really basic, like the most basic, basic things. And then over time, my business kind of started like taking off. That's when I started doing like mediumship readings and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and I was still just kind of dabbling with witchcraft on the side. So at that point I wasn't out of like the witchy closet. Like I still yeah. hadn't really talked about it. I was just talking about spirituality and things like that. And then when was it? It was actually, it was actually last year. So I kind of started talking about a little bit over the mm-hmm. last like three years. And then it was last year when I lost my Instagram account that I was like, this is the universe telling me it's time for this new beginning. I can either sit here and cry about it for a few more days or I can cry about it, decide this is time for a new beginning and move in a new direction. And that's exactly what I did. And looking back now, I'm like, wow, that was such a pivotal point in my practice that I just didn't even realize at the time. And that's, I suppose, when I officially came out of like the full witchy closet, I was like, I'm just going to go ham now. I'm just going to like say and you know talk about it yeah and express myself in that in that version of myself and I knew that there was going to be some people who weren't ready to accept that title because I think witch still has a very negative connotation to it which I think is really sad yeah anyway that's kind of where I I hope that made sense that's totally did okay I'm just like thinking through it all because I love that you started so basic but Mm. I think like by doing something like creating your own oracle deck, like how much power would be mm. that, you know, like how personal, because we go yeah. buy a deck that someone else has created and put meaning in and they're telling you essentially what each card means, but to be able to go and make your own, like yeah. what a cool way to do it and what a cool way to start as well. I think yeah, like something so basic, it is actually so powerful. Mm. And I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And that's why I always say to people like, you know, you don't need all these, I mean, and we both own, you know, shops where we stock amazing witchy things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I always say like, if you're on a low budget, you just make it work. Like totally. you just do anything. Mm-hmm. You just work with what you have and yep. you get creative. And I actually you think that's where you learn the most. Witches. They didn't go, I'm just going to quickly pop down to the local witchy store and buy stuff. They were like, yeah. I've got rocks and herbs that I found in a bush and yeah, that's it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I have to work with what I've got. And like with the Oracle deck, I was like, I want to make it like colorful and then correlate the meanings to the colors. Like I just honestly went totally ham. I was like, we'll see how this goes. And I still actually have it. I still have it. It's like tucked away. Cause I was like, I'm going to look back on that one day and go, wow, I really believed in myself. I believed that, you know, this was the direction I was going to go in at some point. How far you've come from there as well. Oh yeah. I know. Which is crazy. It's crazy even just to see how fast it can change. Like this happened, what my youngest is six now. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, you know, doing that, I he was about eight months old. Wow. So yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, oh, that's a long time. But at the same time, it's like actually not a long time. It goes so fast. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you discover then that you were a medium or a psychic? How did that, when did that, was that again, it's something that's always been or when did you really start to like dive more into that? I always knew I was, um, but again, obviously I grew up with, you know, atheist family members and things like that. 
So for a while there, I always got told it was like imaginary friends. And then I started saying weird stuff at school and I realized, okay, I'm going to be like the weird kid if I keep doing that. And I was like, I already have red hair and, you know, now it's like cool to have red hair, but back then it was like not cool. So I was like, I have red hair. I I can't be too much weirder than having red hair. So I've got to choose something like you've got to choose something. So I chose, okay, I'm going to be the the weirdo with the red hair. Um, So I kind of, I, I mean, I don't think you ever fully shut off mediumship. I think it's always there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would say weird things and I realized like I can't keep doing that. And what kind of weird things would you say? So I would like bring up things about like, like their family members and things like that, that I'm like, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't have said that because I could feel the, the presence of the family members around. Mm-hmm. So I'd say like, oh, um, oh, your nan said like, remember, blah, 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 blah. And then they'd be like, what the hell? Like, and some people would be like, that's so cool. How do you know that? And I'd be like, oh, I'm just guessing. I was never just guessing. I, no. I, I could feel it or I could see it or I could, because sometimes it plays like a movie in my head and it just like transpires. And sometimes I like can fully see them. It really depends on the spirit because just like humans, you know, spirits are unique in themselves. So they all yeah, come yeah. through in different ways. So you've got to be like super open to that. Mm-hmm. And as a child, you know, our brain and our imagination is so big you know it's not shut off yet um so back then it was like so expansive so as I developed through my mediumship I realized I had to do what I had to do what I was doing when I was a child I had to which was like inner child healing at the same time as well I had to expand my imagination and and let spirit come in however they kind of wanted to so then it got to about high school and I realized like I I could feel it coming back in again and and it always comes in when I'm in really hard places in my life. That's when I start, it's like kind of, it feels like a nudge. Sometimes it felt like a huge push and I'd be like, I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't want to do it. Mm. So I kept shutting off, shutting off, shutting off. Um, and then it, again, it was when I broke up with my partner at the time through that relationship. Um, right before we broke up though, Spirit was showing me like these, like all these visions of all the bad things that were happening and they basically were like this is what's going to happen if you stay and this is what's going to happen if you leave Mm. like it's up to you which one you choose and I always say with spirit they can guide you but they can't tell you what to do because you're you know you're a sovereign being at the end of the day like it's up to you we have free will for a reason so I was like okay this is like the final I need to leave and then it kind of started coming in from there. And then I accidentally read someone at the gym at the time and things like that. But when I was little, I always, I always sensed that spirit was around. So I would like talk to them all the time. And mum, my mum would just say, oh, you know, she's just got lots of imaginary friends. Oh, you just play on your own for hours. I was never playing on my own, but I was like, okay. And for so long, I honestly thought they were imaginary friends. Like I was just like, oh, that's just my imaginary friend. But like looking back now, I'm like, that that's not what that was. No. It was definitely spirit. Um, but the first one I, the first spirit I ever remember was a little boy. And he stuck with me right up until I was in high school. And then mm. I kind of just stopped seeing him because I really shut it off at that point. Yeah. And then, as I said, when I came out of that bad relationship, it all kind of came in again. And then it just, it was almost like, I don't want to say the word forced because nothing's ever forced, but at the time it felt like that. So I was actually, yeah, yeah, (laughs) a a very big encouragement. It was like, you got to do it now. I was like, okay. Um, But 
it's so funny because at the time I was doing my um, diploma of fitness, I was going to be a PT because I, I love, you know, physical health and things. I love all health related stuff. Mm. So at the time I was doing my diploma of fitness, I was already hairdresser before that. I didn't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I'd studied my diploma of fitness and then I was still dabbling with, you know, spirituality and witchcraft on the side. It was more like, I guess, like a hobby for me at the time. Yeah. Something that kind of grounded me. Um, looking back now, I realized I would make myself get through all this study and then I'd get to the end of the day and go, oh, I can do all this. Yeah. Looking back now, I realized that was already a sign. But at the time, I, I just was like, I'm not ready. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, as I said, I read someone at the gym and then it just kind of like, and then I got messages on Facebook about it. And then I was like, oh, I don't know about this. So I started just doing psychic readings. Yeah. And it helped me pay for my diploma of fitness at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, this is amazing. It's helping me pay for this course. Um, and it's I was just like enjoying. It. I was like, this is really fun. And then the psychic stuff quickly turned into mediumship stuff. And then I realized this is turning into mediumship, not just psychic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I realized that a lot of the time I would be too scared to say, oh, I'm getting this person coming through because I just didn't know if I was even ready for that. And then it's a very personal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, how do you tell someone, oh, I know all this deep personal information about you? Like, it's pretty full on when they've just booked in for a psychic reading. <clears throat> yeah. So I just kind of was like, I'm just going to go for it. And then again, it just kind of transpired. It was like a domino effect, really. Yeah. Like, looking back, it was like a domino effect. And then all my readings pretty much just turn into mediumship. So the psychic stuff would come through, but it was through their loved ones, not through like the actual psychic side of myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have a cool story about how you knew you were going to get engaged. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so funny. I So I had, so a lot of the time my spirit team will come through in my dreams and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it'll just come through when I'm driving the car, which to me is like a form of meditation because I'm, I'm concentrating, I'm not thinking about everything else. So it'll come in then. Same with the shower. The shower is a really good place for meditation because yeah. you're just kind of like cleansing yourself. So many things come through on the shower. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call them shower. I have a journal called Shower Thoughts where I write <laughs> down all these amazing ideas that I'll never, ever do. But at least it's out of my head. So I'm like, it's not in my head anymore. My notes app is ridiculous. Like I have all the shower yeah. thoughts in my notes app on my phone. But um, yeah, so it came through in a dream. And I, I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it for a while, but. I didn't know when it was going to happen. And then I got the exact date and it was actually my friend's, like one of my best friend's birthdays, Mel. Yeah. Um, she'll probably listen to this. So it was actually her birthday that day. And I was like, I'm getting engaged on your birthday. Check. Oh, you, I was like, I know. And I dreamt like, obviously I dreamt the color of the ring and I knew what it was going to look like. Um, and I actually have it all written down because I was like, I'm going to look at back on this one day. And Part of me is like, wonder why spirit told me those exact dates? Because sometimes they won't, sometimes they will. And I think that they told me that because obviously at the time we were trying to conceive and, you know, there was a lot of like sadness around that, the fact that it wasn't kind of transpiring yet. Um, and I think spirit was like, we got to give you something to be excited about. Yeah, something uh, is coming. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice. And then they like, oh, I've got this weekend booked away. And I was like, yeah, it's going to happen now. And it's so funny because we had a weekend booked 
months prior to that. And we went away and I thought it was going to happen then and it didn't. So I was like, "Mm." so I knew it was coming. And then turns out we got engaged at the place where we went to prior to that. So I was kind of like kind of close to the ballpark there. That's so funny. Yeah. But I honestly think that's why they gave me that date because they just knew I needed something to be like excited, excited about. Mm. Yeah. Did you tell your partner? I, I said I had a vague idea after. I didn't tell him exactly, but he, he doesn't have TikTok. So the day he has TikTok, he's going to look back and go, oh, you knew everything. Yeah, and I told the TikTok community before I told you I knew. That's so funny. He doesn't have it. He doesn't. He, he uses um, YouTube shorts. I know. I was like, really? And then I realized how many people actually watch YouTube shorts. And I was like, oh. I know. It's like a whole thing now. Yeah. I'm not on. No, no, I put a couple of things on there every now and then, but like I'm not very too many, too many things, too many apps, right, right. Oh, it's too many apps. I'm like, and I don't want to like recycle the content too much because then what's not fun? Yeah, I know. We need some body doubles. (laughs) I always say, like pretty much every day, I'm like, I need more me's. I need more me's to do my things for me. Yeah, no one else can do it. Just yeah, yeah. Um, so you have mentioned that you have ADHD mm-hmm. and I would love to know how have you embraced that so that it is, it kind of enhances your magical practice rather than disadvantages it because it could go both ways, but how have you, how are you able to kind of like mm-hmm. mesh it in mm-hmm. to make it all work together? Yeah, definitely. Sometimes, obviously, there is a lot of negative connotations to having ADHD. So, like, you know, sometimes there'll be something I love and then I don't follow through with it or um, I might be, like, too tired by the end of the day and then, you know, if I wasn't a parent, I would have all this time, but because I've got to give my energy to my kids and things like that as my priority and sometimes it means, like, other parts of my practice can lack, especially if I'm in that ADHD burnout. Um, so there's like obviously the negative connotations to that, which it's definitely hard. I'm still very much kind of navigating around, mm-hmm. um, but I know the signs now of when the burnout's coming and I'm like, oh. oh, it's coming. I know it's coming. So that means I've got to back right off and spirit kind of like does things. So it, it'll make things stop. So for instance, like um, something will stop working or yeah. something will get in the way or um, another one is, <laughs> which probably sounds superstitious, but I really believe in this one when you, you know, when you're like really manic and you're like, oh, like rushed and you're, you know, just irritated. Right. And then you, your clothes get stuck on the door and you're like, oh, that's my, that's my fucking final thing today. Or I'm done yeah. with today. You know, those moments. Like the seatbelt can't come out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking like, I'm like, that is literally spirit intervening with us, telling us yeah. you need to slow down. You need yeah. to like, you're on the brink of burnout and we all experience burnout. Um, and things like that. So whenever I start doing that, I know it's my spirit team telling me, hey, Chill. we're telling you because I'm very stubborn and I don't like to listen like to my body cues at times, which that's on me and that's something I have to work on. <laughs> so they'll tell me instead. And I'm like, okay, I hear you loud and clear. I can yeah. feel it coming. But the positives of ADHD is like, I get all these amazing creative ideas, mm-hmm. which obviously the negative of that is there's too many creative ideas. <laughs> so I'm like, oh God, I've got to be grounded with this. What one should take my priority? I can't do all of them. I've got to do one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I've navigated around. But like the positive of that is, yeah, all these creative ideas and which is really cool because it means like within my craft, like 
because I personally can't do one thing and then do that one thing all the time. To me, that's so tedious. It's so boring. And I believe that witchcraft should be fun. Um, And it shouldn't feel like a a burden or something you have to do. If I think I have to do something, I'm not doing it because it means I'm I'm not enjoying it and I'm not in that present moment. So yeah, there's there's that kind of thing that I've got to navigate around. I'm trying to think, oh, another thing with ADHD is like with meditation and things like that. I have yeah. to do mine in a very different way. So I can't sit down and go, mm, like I that does not work for me. It never has. Sometimes it can, but a lot of the times, no, because mm-hmm. I have so many racing thoughts. It's not just like a normal person. Oh, I've got a, a you know few thoughts here and there. It's like a thousand thoughts at once. It's like an yeah. open browser. Speaking of my browser, is probably like 20 things long right now. I hold on to it <laughs> for, for dear life. And if the boys get out of the tabs, I'm like, man, I forgive you because I probably didn't need those tabs open. Because I just leave them there just in case. I kind of stop my, you don't even want, you know how you get, do you know, I didn't know there was a limit. I'm just going to go off topic here. I didn't know that there was a limitation on how many tabs you could have open on your phone until I ran out of tabs. I had 500 tabs open. Stop. Yeah, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm actually being serious. (laughs) That's so bad. And I said, Tanae, that proves how many ideas I get all at once. And I have to like, that should have been another wake up call. Um, Hannah, hello. That's 500 tabs what are you doing with that at this point I think I'm gonna have to like clear all of them because you have to sit there and go through them one by one that's your that's your punishment (laughs) I know I know damn why do I do that to myself (sighs) self-sabotage but (laughs) where was I going with this oh yeah meditation that's right see this is another thing with my ADHD I go off on little tangents and then I'm like what was I talking about I'm working on that I'm trying to navigate through that too there's a lot of things I'm navigating through with my ADHD. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the beginner stages of it still. But, um, yeah, so, like, active meditation for me. So my garden, like, that's, like, one of my big altars for me. It's where I do a lot of my practices because I like being outside. Yeah. It grounds me with my ADHD. I recommend anyone who has ADHD to do, you know, nature walks, gardening, anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. The downside to gardening when, with ADHD is sometimes, you, like, you'll forget that you have seedlings growing. I've done that about three times now. I'm like, oh, no, you're dead. I'm so sorry. I forgot about you. They've got to be right in front of me or I'll forget. <laughs> but, like, gardening has just been so amazing. So, like, for me, I said to Nathan, like, this is, like, my altar because I'm setting my intentions when I'm planting the, ve- like, you know, the flowers yeah. and the vegetables and things and like that. To it, yeah. In. Yes. And on new moons, when I'm setting my intentions, I put them on, like, you know, pieces of paper that I know will compost mm-hmm. and I'll actually bury it in my garden. So I'm watering it. I'm watering the manifestations I love that I know right I it's like my favorite way of manifesting mm-hmm. is in my garden I have like crystals in my garden and things like that which I've got to be careful because if my dog goes in there he's like that looks like a nice rock I'm yeah, gonna find eat that yeah so I've got oh my God, I put up all these fences I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's working yet Sophie hasn't gone in two days though so I think it's working the, okay. the makeshift fences they look terrible but you know it, it's I working understand. Right. I'm like, it's working for now. It's fine. But yeah, so like my garden is like a really good place for me, like with my practice. Um, it's also a really good place for me to ground myself. So as I said before, I recommend anyone who has ADHD, you know, you don't even have to have a big garden to garden. You just do little pots and things like you just get creative with it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, I mean, the ideal scenario is to have like a beautiful, a beautiful big garden and be self-sustainable and, you know, be able to get all my stuff. No, it's not realistic. And I realize how much of a privilege that is 
to be out. Like I can't wait for that day where I have this big lot of land and all of that and look back and go, this is actual privilege. Whereas I think that when you have that, you don't realize that even now I'm like, have to reflect and go, I have this beautiful house and my kids have their own rooms and I have a whole, sp- I have an office for my witchy stuff. Now I have altars everywhere. I have a partner who like just loves it. Like, he's like, what are you doing today? Like <laughs> he just loves it. He's like, wants to get into it. I'm like, okay, don't, I'm still the number one witch in this house, but he's like, I'm my stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm going to be the best witch in this house. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I sorry, Leo. I take that very, very offensively. Right, but I take it very seriously. <laughs> so funny. The other day, I was like, "He's like, do you have any bay leaves?" I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm not telling you what I'm doing. It's a secret. I can't tell you." And I was like, "Okay, superstitious." And then he was like, "I am. I'm not superstitious. I uh, forgot what he said." But anyway, he was like writing on a bay leaf, and I was like, oh, "I've taught you well. I've taught you well." <laughs> Well done. So funny. <laughs> yeah. But that's probably where my ADHD um cool. I would say is I guess the positive side of that yeah, is the yeah. fact that I get all these creative ideas and I've learned that with ADHD, like you know, if you incorporate nature into your practices and things like that, it actually will help the ADHD. Yeah. Well, nature in itself has so many healing properties, like grounding mm. alone is mm. like a scientific thing, which I think people need to read more of because mm. it does like anti-inflammatory it does it's good for anxiety it's good obviously for mm. grounding it's good for focus it's good for your heart like it's nature is there for mm. a reason like obviously it yeah. keeps us alive but I think by incorporating it into your life you learn like if you work with it it's going to mm. benefit you in so yeah. many ways which actually goes in with my next question because I know that you mm. are a green witch Mm. how do you incorporate that into your life so obviously your garden is your big thing yeah Um, what other ways like what do what's your favorite green witch kind of practice that you do hey everyone i'm just going to pause today's episode for a moment i hope you're enjoying it it sounds super interesting if you're enjoying this podcast and you're thinking, hey, how could I support this show? Then the best way to do that is to jump over to Patreon and become one of my patrons where you'll get access to additional content, videos, bonus episodes of Ritual with Amy Harvey, that is me, learning tools to help you on your witchy path and special discounts to my online store, rosongcottage.com. Take it away, voiceover guy. That's right, simply head to patreon.com forward slash Cottage to get all the goodies and support your favourite podcast in the entire world, Ritual with Amy Harvey. Now, back to the show. Um, Again, it would depend around my cycle. So obviously I like to incorporate, I personally like to incorporate, and not. I will say this, not every herbalist is a witch. Like I think it's really important to say that because, mm. you know, they can be very separate. For me, they're very much together, but I know that they can be also very separate because I think a lot of people see a herbalist like, oh, you're a witch. It's like, oh, well, not necessarily. Like a witch is a title that you feel you want to have. Maybe back in the day when they burned the people that said they were herbalists. Yes. Exactly. Not today. So (laughs) I like to incorporate like herbalism in with my witchcraft. So obviously the witchcraft side of it is like I'm planting my intentions and in my garden and things like that. Um, And then I'll pick it and then I'll use it in the herbalistic way. 
so for me personally, like, and you even think about, this is what I find so fascinating, how witchcraft, you know, as, as much as it's esoteric and, you know, and all of that sort of stuff, but it can also be super practical. So you think of like yeah. rosemary, right? Rosemary is like this beautiful, it's one of my favorite herbs to work I with. I just, rosemary. I just love rosemary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy to grow. You can literally grow. I personally think it's super easy to grow. I say that as I found a rosemary bush the other day that I've killed. So maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. But no, being honest, I'm not, I'm still a beginner gunner. So you're but, a murderer is what you're trying to say. You're a murderer. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. Rest in peace, rosemary. But, <laughs> but like you think of like, you know, um, rosemary being like you said, like anti antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, like it's so amazing, right? It's a purifier. Mm-hmm. And then you think in in the witchcraft sense, we use it to cleanse the house and purify the house. Yeah. So it's like the practical side of rosemary and together. yeah, um, like like humming. I'm just like oh, the, I could nerd out on that for days because okay. I'm like it's fascinating. It's so right. fascinating how it like it just in, they just incorporate encompass one another. It's just amazing. It's so like I go when they're sick, they go. I need to have some like honey and ginger and lemon and like yeah. 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 You go, yeah, that makes sense because weirdly they all make you healthy. They cleanse away the bad things. They burn your body. Yes. (laughs) Exactly right. I'm like, oh, interesting. It's so funny how people do witchy things and I'm like, you don't even know why you're doing that. Like Like blowing out a candle on your birthday. Yeah. Yes. And like, and making a wish on it. I'm like, okay, witch. (laughs) Exactly. Even like a Christmas tree, you go, it's a pagan thing. Right. Doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I think the thing that I find annoying about this, and I think you touched on this in your TikTok the other day about mm. Yule coming yes. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard for us Southern hemispheres to like, I, I love celebrating the Sabbaths, but they're not. Oh, it's no. so hard sometimes because like, I mean, I'm saying that though, my partner said the other day, we should do like Christmas in July. Right. And I was like, I do know where that comes from. And then I told him and I was like, technically Yule's in June, but that's where the Christmas in July thing kind of happens because it's like they're trying it. We're trying so hard to incorporate, you know, the sap, like, oh, it's just a whole thing. Even like they're all off. They're all off. Like you look at Halloween and you go, Mm. I love Beltane. Mm. I also love Halloween, not Sal, but like Halloween. And so Mm. I'm like so torn because I'm Mm. like, "Eh." I don't know how to decorate my house. I want right, to flowers, right. but I also want dead things and pumpkins. It doesn't work together. Yeah, so it doesn't work. The North, they can just like casually cruise through life where everything makes sense. Where where dead yeah. going? No, I don't want to celebrate Lisa at Christmas. I want Christmas trees and you know. Yes, like, right. Oh, all over the place. It's so hard. I'm the same. My kids love Halloween, and I'm like in my head, I'm like, this makes no sense. This makes no sense to me. But the same goes. So there's like we decorate a one room that's like Halloween, and then the rest of the house. It's Beltone. I'm sorry. Because really? Beltone's my favorite Sabbath. I'm like, no, so it's my fun. favorite. Which I is do hard. Beltane on November 1st. So I'm like, Halloween oh, that's is a good idea. First, and then it's gone. And then yeah. boom, it's Beltane the next day. And we don't speak of Halloween. It's <laughs> <laughs> only Beltane. Maybe I need to I need to take a page out of your book. That's a good yeah. idea. I think I'm gonna do like that. October, November. They're completely separate, even though yeah. it's like within hours of each other mm. you go it doesn't matter they're different mm. they're not associated with each other 
Um, mm. And you can you can enjoy both. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I think I've gone off topic with my question there, but I hopefully, know what my question was. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So you do have kids. So do yeah. you involve your kids in your practice and your partner as well, or do you keep them separate, or do you kind of like if you want to like come in, you can whatever. Yeah, I kind of just roll with it. So if I feel like I want it to be an individual thing, I'll say that to my family. I'm like, okay, this is a boundary for me. And like, you know, in our house, we're very much about boundaries of being yeah, like same. boundaries. Yeah, boundaries come from a place of love. They come from a place of respect so that so that person doesn't go crazy. Yeah, exactly. But then other times I'll involve them in it. And then other times they'll actually come to me and say, I need help with this. Like my yeah. eldest, he's like, I want to like I I want to like place really high with this. What can I do? Okay, in a practical way, you need to learn about it. Okay, that's really important. But I'll also help you with the witchy stuff, so like you can use the energy on your on your side because that's what you want to do, right? And I always teach them like you have to have the the practical side of it, and then you can incorporate the witchy stuff because if you they go hand in hand with one another. Um, as much as I love, you know. I could be super airy fairy and all that. At the end of the day, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work if I'm not actually being grounded in it and being like actually honest with myself and honoring that human experience as well. Like not just like, you know, oh, so spiritual, like and being all up in like the high chakras, it's also so important to use those lower ones and and honor that being human is a gift and that's how you can express the spiritual side of yourself through being human Mm -hmm. so I always try and like teach my kids that in particular because I don't want them to think oh my mom's just like this you know I love that my son said I'm so powerful I'm like look I love that I think that's so beautiful that like I love that for me but at the same time you know there's the power comes from a lot of other things behind that so yeah it it really depends I will involve the kids they like to do like their little full moon things and Mm -hmm. and like um the new moon things and things like that and my partner dabbles occasionally so sometimes I'll say like he likes to kind of he's very solitary with his like witchy stuff he kind of like yeah he is he (laughs) is like when we got engaged I was like what are you doing there and he's like I'm making a love spell and I was like I feel like you need my intention for that and he's like okay you can put one thing in there one thing first mistake Yes, I was like, um, okay then. He's like, let me do it. But like he was like, what ones would I use? So I basically did it. I just let him think he did it. I was like, okay. So it's really cute though. I was like, well, it's really special that he wants to. And when we got engaged, I came back and he'd made this like big altar of like crystals and flowers everywhere. It was so beautiful. I'm like, oh, so I feel like so lucky that I have someone in my life who like goes and tells me, yeah, my partner's a witch. Like he's really proud of that, yeah. which makes me even prouder to have that title like I actually love that he you know is so which is so funny because when we first met each other there was that slight skepticism of everything that I did and then over time you know I think he realized like I don't know I I feel like at the end of the day skepticism is an important aspect as well Well, of course you can see it as like curiosity you know yeah Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, it's it's fine that you feel that way. And then over time he just kind of like there's no really level of skepticism at all anymore, like at all. So I yeah. Think that's really important because I have a lot of people who message me who basically like what you were saying in your previous relationship, mm. where you have someone yeah. that's just not on board um mm. with your beliefs and they either like they're just not welcome so they have to either hide what they're doing 
or they get ridiculed for it or Mm. judged or whatever. And I think having somebody that can support you, even if they're not involved, I think even just like acknowledging it and supporting you and like saying like, you know, good for you. Like if that's what makes you feel whole and happy and fulfilled, then like you should totally do it is something that people need to understand is not something that's like, um, you're lucky to have, it's what you deserve. Like everybody yeah. deserves to have that support. Um, and you shouldn't tolerate people that don't support you in that or don't yeah. aren't happy for you, even if they disagree. I think there needs to be that boundary and that expectation of like, this is what I should have. And you should yeah. support me as my partner. Yeah. should just be that way, you know? Definitely, 100%. And he's even had people in his life who have actually like poked and um, laughed at the stuff that I do. And he's actually, yeah, which I'm like, eh, like water for ducks back to me personally. I'm like, okay, well, I'm thriving. So I'm not really embarrassed (laughs) that you think I'm not because, okay. But um, he like stuck up for me. He was like, how dare you? Like, first of all, like, cause they made like, I think they made fun of like crystals. They're like, you know, made fun of that. Or I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said yeah. like they kind of prodded at that. And I said to Nate, like, don't like he stuck up for me. He's like, no, that's not okay. And I was like, just like let them think what they want to think. It's like their perception at the end of the day. And like yeah. that's I we don't need to I don't need to prove myself. I don't I love that you like, you know, wanted to voice that for me, but like you don't need to prove me to others either. No. I was like, well, we're the ones that are thriving, riding on bay leaves. So, <laughs> so like, you guys. Right? I'm like, just say go off, King. Like, it's fine. Don't yeah. even worry about it. But, yeah, I agree. And it's crazy how um, I think that's what holds a lot of people back from that holding that witch title mm. is, is the stigma that comes behind that still. Yeah. Um, and even, like, how we were saying the other day, how I was saying, like, you know, there's, like, a lighter side to witchcraft and a darker side of witchcraft. And it's funny how everyone's perception of, of witchcraft is so different. Like some people, when so they hear witch, different. they think of only one thing. And I'm like, a witch is many things. So many things. There's like yeah. a million different paths you can choose and how yeah. you can express yourself as a witch. Some mm. people don't even like call themselves that. They call themselves like pagan or something else, yeah. but they're technically all the same thing. I think it's yeah. like it's, such a personal like path and decision of how you go about your life that Mm. the way that's where I have no tolerance for judgment on that I'm like Mm. yeah you don't get to tell me that I'm wrong and you're right just because you Mm. read this book and I read a different book like I don't give a shit I don't care it makes sense to me yes um so bye yeah and it's so sad it happens so much in the witch community, like yeah. which obviously we both talked about, and it's so sad because I'm like, which witchcraft is for everyone, yeah, and I think yeah. if we just like, you know, stopped putting so much judgment, like you said, on other people for how they do their practices, like the amount of times I've had videos go viral on TikTok and had people say, "That's not how you do it," and I'm like, "That's how I do it," and I'm honoring that you feel how you feel, like you're entitled to your opinions, but I'm also entitled to mine, and also you just need to remember that you're commenting on my account. It's you're my page. Yeah, right? It's like mm. that's my space. Exactly. And that's a sacred space for me yeah. um, that I get to expand and share parts of my, you know, my life, my practice. Like, you know, no one's entitled to know things about other people's lives. It's mm. it's dependent on that person. 
Um, but yeah, I see it a lot and it sucks because it makes you kind of like, I mean, for me personally, it makes me want to pull away and, and I guess, you know, not share too much. It's why I don't <laughs> share every single part of my practice. I don't share every ritual I do because no. I just don't want people picking at it. I'm like, I just no. don't, I don't need that. No. And it doesn't, it's not empowering, but it's, it's really sad. And I hate to say it, but it's, it's getting worse. I've noticed like it's get it's getting worse. Mm. Yeah. It's funny because my next question was actually about social media. And do you mm. think it is a positive or a negative as like personally, and then mm. as a witch? And I think that I have noticed that it is increasingly becoming more judgy or mm. negative or whatever it, it it wants to be. Um, but I one thing I've learned, and I used to get so hung up. Like if someone wrote something mean to me, I'd be like, oh my God, my life is over. Why am I doing this? I'm the worst yeah. witch in the world. And now I'm literally like block by yes. delete. Right. Like I'm like, you are on my yeah. page. You've just you start to become me and um the block button is a powerful protection protection tool and I'm gonna use it. So goodbye. Mm-hmm. You don't get to come here and like question you can question me, but you don't have to be a dick about it. Yes. Have a conversation. And I think yes. if you set those boundaries, it's it kind of just like steers your way through the bullshit. Oh, 100%. And I feel like there's so many conversations I see on there that I'm like, that should have been a private conversation. <laughs> what happened to that? What, like, I feel like this calling out culture that we have nowadays, I actually don't think it's empowering. I think <laughs> it's disempowering. Um, you know, and even like holding people accountable, even that I just don't think is empowering. First of all, we're not letting people make mistakes. If they're making mistakes over and over and they're not caring, 100%, that's where accountability can come into play. Um, but if it's a little mistake and someone's like, oh, I didn't know that if you're going to actually like come for them, that's like, I, for me, it says a lot about that person's character. If mm. they need to make everything so public, I'm like, who are you trying, what part of you is trying to validate your existence through the diminishing of another person's existence? I like, I just don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't back that. I think it's unkind. It's not compassionate. It's not allowing, it's not allowing people to, um, yeah, like make mistakes or learn from anything. And like that's the beauty of life, right? Yeah, it's it's why we came to earth in the first place so that we could experience life and expand, make mistakes sometimes, many times, um, and learn from that. You know, we're not here to just have amazing, fun experiences. We're here for every, every experience. Um, And, yeah, I just feel like a lot of the time those spaces just don't, and that community, to me, that, like that's not community to me, no. and it's sad because it it makes you feel like I've I've become so selective of you know who I allow into my life now, but yeah. also what I allow to even show online because yeah. you know I you're gonna have people who are gonna have opinions on what you're doing and like that's whatever that's fair I have opinions too, but yeah there's a difference between having an opinion and being an asshole like. <laughs> there's a huge difference yes and I'm seeing it and I'm seeing um it's like multiple videos about it it's it's lives they're like doing it on lives now and I'm like look you know at some point have you actually sat back and like grounded yourself and and thought like 
Should, should this be a private conversation? Like I think this should be a private conversation and you can hold accountability to someone in a compassionate way. And if they decide to react negatively to the way that you're expressing something that's concerning you, then that's when you go, okay, I've tried to talk nicely to you about it. Now I feel, you know, this, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. it should always start as a private conversation. I think so too. And I think just because you start a sentence with no offense, it doesn't wow. give you permission to be a complete asshole and say whatever yes. you want. Like yeah. you can actually be a good person and say something in a constructive way mm. that the person might like learn from rather than just like mm. cutting them down as a person. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I go, that just makes you look like you're so insecure that the only way you can feel any power is by making somebody else feel like shit. And yeah. that's not my problem. It exactly. Really yeah, and even the entitlement of people who, so like you have a video and it might go like semi-viral or viral. I find a lot of the time it's people who aren't following me or aren't in my community that do it. Yeah. Um, maybe I've stumbled you. across one video and they're like, <laughs> tell me, show me. I'm like, would you come up to a stranger in the street yeah. and say, show me? You, you It's rude. Nah. Like you don't. Keyboard like, girls, oh, man, they can do yes. whatever they want on their little keyboards. Yes. If they actually went face to face, they'd be so gutless and just like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm. Then don't. Yeah. Do yeah. And yeah. And I think, and, and I always say this, not every person who shows online is on there to be a teacher. Sometimes they just want to, they want to meet new people who do the same things as them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, and even like you might share a ritual and someone will be like, how do you do it? And they need step-by-step instructions. And I'm like, just remember, like, first of all, that person's not getting paid. Like they're doing, they're sharing things for free. So that doesn't mean that you're entitled to know exactly how that, like if I do a ritual and I show you and you're saying, I need step-by-step instructions, like, well, no, that's a personal ritual. I was just showing you to inspire you to do something for yourself like of course I can give you like little oh maybe do this or read this book or listen to this podcast like there's so many other people on apps that show and give information for free Mm -hmm. that I think it's so important that we realize that not everyone on there wants to be a teacher like I actually have to shut off my dms I don't I think I've done it now but I don't know because I think people can still send me dms on tiktok but like sometimes I can't even answer them because all like all the comments or like I try my best but I think people need to also remember like they're one that's one person um and like I can't answer like I get a lot of health questions because I'm a green witch and I share like you know little things that I do to support like my family and I'm like I can't tell you to do that because first of all, um, I don't like, I don't actually have a certification behind me to, <laughs> to help you. Like, and I'm not a doctor. Like I'm, I can't give you all the answers. Oh yeah. I don't know. I think I've, I really, I struggle with social media with that. Um, and again, one thing I've decided to do is around my cycle is to show up on social media only when I'm in the follicular and the ovulation phase of my cycle. Yeah, right. I show up a lot then. So I make like I might make like three videos in a day because I feel the energy to, I feel inspired to. But then the luteal phase and the menstrual phase of my cycle, I have decided I'm going to like pull back a little bit and maybe yeah. only share things every couple of days. or And even like at the start of this year, I was doing daily vlogs 
And this is where I was in denial. I was like, I love doing them. I think they're so fun, but they're time consuming. They're, um, you know, and sometimes I don't want to record everything I'm doing in a day. Like it's just too much. So if I do a couple times a week, for me, that's really fun. I can share things. I can tell stories because I love being able to do that. But it wasn't until my partner said doing these daily vlogs every day is making you burnt out and it's taking time away from our family. And then he held me accountable to that. And he was like, you can't, you can't do this. Like, remember that I know that you love your community and you want to pour back and you want to give back to them, but you have to remember that we're also here too. And I'm really glad that he like had that conversation with me. Cause I was like, you're right. Like I actually need to create boundaries for myself yeah. around social media. I don't have to show up every day. Like, honestly, I started thinking like, fuck this algorithm. Like I'm not going to let the algorithm dictate my creativity. Yeah, And like just having those boundaries even with myself because we talk about boundaries with other people but like I guess never the boundaries that we have to have with ourselves where we're like, you know, you're not ready to do that part of your practice yet or I'm showing too much on social media and I need to pull back on that and and things like that. Like boundaries are like. Boundaries are life. They, and you know what, it's funny about the whole algorithm thing because I let it get to me so much. I swear Mm. I got shadow Mm -hmm. banned like 40 times. Like it just. Mm. Anything yeah. I did, I was just boom, nothing was happening. And I was getting so yes. aggravated. And I'm like, I'm never going to do this again. Such yes. a you know, like response, like, my life is over. What am I doing? Right. And then yeah. I just went, you know what? Like, fuck it. Fuck this. I'm just going to make whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post whenever I want. And yeah. that's it. And then yeah. it's like, you it's almost like that shift happens where all of a Mm. sudden things just like start to flow because you've like taken control and Mm. I don't know if it's like from a manifesting point as well where you're so focused on the things that aren't happening and when you go fuck it I'm just gonna let whatever happens happens Mm -hmm. and then things go and start to flow and Mm. I think it's just because you've like taken that control where you're like I'm not going to let something that doesn't really even exist control me and my mental health and what I do like throughout my day and how I see my business or myself Mm -hmm. like that I'm going to take control of it again and then you see things just change yeah yeah fully I completely agree with you that's like when it happened to me as well the same thing I was like I'm putting too much pressure on myself Nath's called me out on it I'm really glad he did even though at the time I was like that's not right but then I thought about it and I was like he's right yeah. He's actually right and I need to listen to him. Like sometimes <laughs> I do need to listen, Hannah. He's right, unfortunately, but like, he's, he's going to listen to this and go. Right in a way. <laughs> yeah, he's going to listen to this and go, I told you. <sighs> Don't say that. <laughs> it's the Virgo Leo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's true. And when, and when that happens, that's usually when, you know, the people who – like actually honor you and honor your boundaries and and comment like I love when I see the same people commenting on my stuff all the time I'm like I will literally die for you like that's an exaggeration but I'm like I love you so much like the fact that you've taken two seconds out of your day to comment on my video or say thank you so much for like sharing this or like it's just that you know it's a pat on the back to me it's someone saying like you're doing a great job because when you're a business owner and you're, you know, content creator, I don't like using those words, but essentially that's anyone that shows up online is a content creator at the end of the day. I think we're all content creators, but when someone like does that, I'm like, that actually means so much to me. Like even a like, like people just so used to scrolling. I'm like, 
I'm that person who, if I follow you, I will literally like everything that you put yeah. up. I'm, I'm a stalker. I'm to be good with that now because it's, it yeah. is, it's just like an acknowledgement of like, yes, I know this means something. So I'm going to do it for you because yeah. I appreciate that you actually create something for me to look at for free. And that's really nice. Yes. Yeah. It's like the most beautiful feeling. And that's the, that's the positive side to social media, right? Where you can like connect with new people, where you totally. can make friends, where you meet people who think the way you do, who have the same values as you, who honor your boundaries, who yeah. just appreciate you for like being you. And that's like the best feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I know that there is a lot of downsides to social media, but when you think of like the positive sides, it really keeps you like kind of outweighs it by far. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Cause I think like how lucky we are to be able to, you know, connect with new people and, and make new friends, like wherever we live. And even just like, and I suppose even that Northern hemisphere and Southern hemisphere, like just even seeing like, so obviously in the Southern hemisphere, we're in front of the Northern Hemisphere, but watching them celebrate, like, you know, how they celebrated um, Beltane recently, is that correct? Yeah. 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 And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So when it comes to Beltane here, I'm going to start incorporating that because that's really like, that's really fun. And I think that's, again, the positive side of social media is watching other people do their craft and going, that's really cool. I'm actually going to try that. Or someone giving a different perspective on something that you already do and then saying like well I actually learned I learned from you just then like yeah, I've never thought about that before exactly. and that's like the positive side to having that community is just having like constantly being inspired by other people I agree and I think also as a witch you think about the past and how hmm. witches were treated how they they couldn't even like speak to each other they didn't yeah. even know it's like they could jump on like Facebook and go hey anyone get burnt today like you know where we are so lucky that we can literally jump on our phone and we have access to hundreds of thousands of other witches mm. who have information for us ideas advice or even simply just to go yeah I totally understand um, mm. how you're feeling and I think yeah. that people need to like look and embrace that part of it, not the competitive judgmental side, but the fact mm. that we can all like help each other out, be there and stand in like that u- like unity together. Yeah. I think that would just make it a much more positive place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad because I feel like that's what it originally was. It was, and then I don't it? know what happened. I'm like, I, I don't actually know when that happened. I think it started happening a few years ago. I noticed it changing and shifting. And it's sad because sometimes I actually get too scared to even use oh, the hashtag witch talk because I'm like, who, what for you page is this going to go on? Like, and be, I don't want to say taken the wrong way because that's not the right way to say it. But like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just sort of like, oh, I don't I like that. Yeah, it feels icky to me. It does feel a bit icky, but we can change that. We can exactly. start a change. Yeah. yeah. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> don't be an asshole. Talk in private. Okay, so we've done the morning. Do you have an evening ritual? Mm. Um, I like to drink tea in the evening. So I have like a sleepy time tea. And when I drink that, I know my intention behind that is like, okay, it's time to like relax. What What is the sleepy time tea that you drink? 
So um, it depends. There is one brand that I like. It's got a little bird on it. I can't think of it right now, though. It's got a bird on it. Yeah. If you're in Australia, you would know the exact one I'm probably talking about. I love that my brain's decided to forget all of a sudden. But sometimes I'll also make my own up. So it really will depend, again, where I am in my cycle. So when I'm in my luteal phase of my cycle, I drink red raspberry leaf and nettle because nettle is, like, full of iron. It's so good. It's so good, yeah. And the red raspberry leaf obviously helps with that because I have endometriosis, the luteal, and I have PMDD. So, like, the luteal phase for me is, like, a night. I hate luteal phase Mm -hmm. of my cycle. I hate it. Um, I'm trying to make friends with it, but I still very much struggle in that phase. (laughs) I'm like, okay be compassionate with myself. Um, and that's also the phase of my cycle where I tend to actually not really do much of my practices. So again, like I said before, it'll change, but a nighttime ritual for me is like, yeah, always my tea. So it might be like chamomile, might be lavender. Of course you have to have food grade of versions of those. So I thought I would just say that out loud, but make sure it's food grade. Yeah. Um, make sure you're getting it from the right people. So yeah, like there's, there's depends on the tea and, and things like that. Um, What's my favorite at the moment? Oh, the sleepy time one actually has licorice in it, which I I think it's licorice or maybe it might be fennel. It might be fennel. I don't know. Some sleepy time ones have licorice. So if you have endo, I would just say just to be really wary of that because licorice um, licorice root is uh, known to boost estrogen. Um, and estrogen, obviously, if you have endo, it's already an overload, so it can actually make that a lot worse. Yeah, so if you have endo, always try and avoid licorice root too much, um, even though licorice root is really good for the adrenals, so it's really good for, like, if you're stressed. But <laughs> if you already have an overrun of estrogen, just be really careful with that. So I would suggest having that maybe towards the um, the follicular phase of your cycle because mm-hmm. that's when you know it's it's not too bad whereas like I would never recommend having licorice root personally at the second part of your cycle because you already got a lot of chest um yeah, the testosterone to deal with yeah the testosterone goes up around the ovulation phase and then it dips down and the progesterone also goes up so the progesterone is what actually makes you stay pregnant and yeah. um as soon as the eggs you know not fertilize like a little chicken little <laughs> We're little chickens. I'll just hatch my egg today. I literally said it to my partner. I hatch my egg today. So <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to feel like shit just warning you. <laughs> like I'm, I'm in my, my little eggs. Yeah, like, oh, I'm about to hatch an egg right now. I could tell. <laughs> so funny. But like, yeah, so like the progesterone goes up and then it goes down and then your estrogen is like just like high key there, which is why we get so moody and things like that. Like it's, mm. I could talk about that for days. I find it fascinating. Anyway, so licorice root, I would avoid obviously the second part of your cycle. The first part of your cycle is a bit better. If you end, if you have endo, I would avoid it altogether. Um, so yeah, it's like tea depending on what I kind of, also what I want to call in. So for instance, if I want um, a cleansing kind of energy, I would use things like lemon, like lemon balm, even just a lemon itself. You could have lemon and honey, like that's a really good tea in itself. Um, things like that. Passion flower is really good for like stress and things like that as well. Um, I'm trying to think of like the metaphysical part of, of passion flower. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, so you can even use like teas to um, incorporate things. So if I feel like I need a bit more self-love and I want to call that in, I would drink rose, rose yeah, petals, yes. which yeah. rose petals are actually really beautiful to drink, especially so with honey. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one actually. A good self-love spell um, through tea would be rose petals, cinnamon, honey. Ooh, I right? like that. No. Mm. So oh, I'm like, I literally, it oh, sounds so good. I'm actually going to try that later. Yeah. Mm. So there's that. Um, and then like abundance, you could use chamomile. So you go chamomile tea and you set the intention for abundance. Like 
just like get creative with it. Yeah. Oh no, I love tea. Um, so there's that. And then I do like my shower meditation. So like I get in the shower, I might put candles on. Um, I might put like sound bowl healing on or like a meditation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just don't do any of those things. I just have a shower and I just imagine like the water kind of cleansing me. And you can obviously put water safe crystals in the bottom of your shower. So you can do that as well. Mm -hmm. And then other times I might have like a spiritual bath. So I get really creative like with what I put in the bath. I love doing that. The other day I used coconut milk. Yes, made my skin I want to so try soft. that because of you. Yeah, and it was a 95-cent tin of coconut milk just from the supermarket and you put it in the bath and you put some like rose petals in there and it smells amazing and it makes your skin so Like you're soft. bathing in a pina colada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is so funny because my dog's trying to drink the water and I was like, get out of it, <laughs> get out of it. And coconut's really good for spiritual connection. So you know, really especially, cool. yeah. So the last, this would actually be that, this would be the best bath one to do if you have a bath would be um, those couple of days before you menstruate, right? You would do the coconut bath. So that's the time in the luteal phase right near the end where you're the most spiritually connected. Yeah. Um, so that's the time where I tend to do a lot of divination. So the end part of my luteal phase, right before I'm about to get my period, I'll do divination because it's when I feel the most connected to spirit and myself. Mm. Um, and then you could use things like, yeah, like coconut obviously is really good for spiritual connection, uh, blue lily, but obviously avoid that if you're pregnant. Um, yeah, things like that. Like, so you see how I'm saying like my practice really revolves around yeah. my cycle yeah. a lot of the time. Um, and when I ovulate, it's when I would do like a lot of abundance workings and things like a new beginning thing. So if I want to start something new, I'm going to start it when I'm ovulating or yes. on the new moon. I love that. I love how yeah. you use your cycle. I really, you've inspired me to. It's really that. fun. I'll it's actually really, really questions. fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> really fun. And it really just connects you deeply to yourself. Totally. And I think when we connect deeply to ourselves, we're connecting deeply to others a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Like female so, energy. Mm, oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. It, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's really beautiful. I really love doing that. Um, that's why I always said to Nathan, I'm like, I need a daughter so I can like teach her all this. Like I'm manifesting that. I'm like, come on. I can feel this little girl energy and she's so close. And I'm like, just drop in. Let's, let's do this. But I actually feel like they're going to end up being a water sign. So I'm kind of just like waiting for that. That's yeah. my daughter. She's a Pisces. That's what I feel like I'm going to get. I feel like I'm going to get a Pisces, either a Pisces sun or a Pisces moon. I don't know. There's Pisces energy in there. I can Pisces feel. Pisces are very interesting little creatures. Right. And <laughs> obviously Pisces, yeah, Pisces is the end of the Zodiac, right? The Zodiac wheel. So they are an encompassed nature of everything. Mm. Like that's why Pisces people are usually so intuitive because, I mean, astrologers probably listen to this. I mean, like, that's not true. This is my version <laughs> of Pisces. <laughs> don't be that love, please but okay. like Pisces to me it's a it's a and it's, this is why sometimes I find Pisces energy kind of triggering because it's an encompass of every single one of the zodiac so I'm learning so much about myself every time I meet a Pisces interesting mm, Again, that Pisces energy messages about that yeah it's very interesting um and then obviously Aries is that you know the 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 new beginning of the the zodiac wheel where um you know you, that's why some people say Aries people are childish because you know they're the child of the zodiac technically and I have two Aries children so that's that's always fun <laughs> but like I love wow. it though I love that childlike wonder I will say Aries people are very playful 
Yes. So it kind of makes a lot of sense. Every areas I've ever met, extremely playful people. I, I find them really fun to bounce off. So I kind of like that I have two areas yeah. children, even though it's not always fun because um, they no, buy head can be interesting when mixed together. Like one of my friends, Sarah, who's on, she's a witch on social media as well. She's an yeah. Aries and we are forever like bombing at each other about who is the more superior <laughs> of the fire signs. And she like gives it. me so much shit all the time. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I'm like the bloody lion, man. Like yeah. you can't compete with us. It's not my fault. You're like the bitter, angry sign you're the bitter angry fire sign yeah and yeah and Aries people are so independent they're very like leadership people they like they like to take the lead which I love that but like you said Leo's are like that too so sometimes it's like it's either gonna work or it's not gonna work yeah join forces or they will fight to the death yeah yeah and it's hard because both my boys obviously being Aries are very much like that but then their moon signs comes into play because they say like your moon sign is more um you act like that more when you're a child your moon sign and your rising apparently I don't know I don't know if I'm obviously I'm not an astrologer but that's what I've heard Um, and my moon and a Leo sun so oh wow (laughs) you got a lot of see what why did I have you born with a Gemini moon I have all things the Gemini, oh, damn it, which makes me so indecisive. It makes me like, oh, I'm just like classic Gemini energy. Whereas my kids, like my son, he's a Cancer Moon, my eldest, yeah. and he's so Cancer Moon. Um, and then my youngest is a Taurus Moon, and he's so like physical touch, like likes being close to you, mm-hmm. things like that. Whereas like the Cancer Moon in my son, he's very like, um. He's a very nurturing person. He always like, like even the other day, he's like, mom, I'm so grateful for you. Like he's just the sweetest soul. And my youngest is too in his own way. Like yeah. obviously that Taurus energy, he's very like, it's my way or the highway yeah. with that Aries <laughs> energy. As well. Yeah. Yeah. He really incarnated and said, I'm really going to put you through it, mom. I'm going to really make you learn things. I'll be your and he does. I navigate through that so much, but I love it. So it'll be really interesting when this like third, when this spirit baby decides to come in and like what their energy is going to bring to the table. I'm like, mm. oh, I can feel that water sign energy, yeah. which I think is exactly what this house needs, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. We, we um, so Poppy, she's a Pisces, and then we've got Noah, the Libra. So he's like the one that Aww. can kind of like see everybody's point of view, has lots of yeah. feelings. He can be like either way. And then now we've got Poet and he's a Sagittarius. And already I'm like, oh, wow. he's here to be like, right, guys, this is what's up. All right. Yeah. You're all going to listen to me. Yes. <laughs> like oh pull everyone God. in order. Yeah. Sagittarius energy is so interesting to me. Yeah. I love it, but I also hate it at the same time. <sighs> it's because they're like those, they're so expansive and they like really push you. Yes. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be pushed right now. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I could tell like when I was pregnant with him, I knew he wanted to come out. Mm. For like four months or whenever you start feeling them because he was just like push 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 it's like this yeah. is what is happening and he came yeah. three weeks early because he's like I'm wow well wow. so he would have been almost a Capricorn hey yeah he was meant to be the wow. first of Jan and then he was born 12th of December wow that's crazy yeah I was meant to be the end of yeah wait I was meant to be early September I came two weeks early so it's technically always meant to be a Virgo but then my soul apparently said this girl's going to be a Leo with red hair. <laughs> and, of course, I'm the only one in the family that got the red hair, so I got a throwback somewhere. That's Noah. Like, Noah's yeah. got red hair too. I know. It's so beautiful. I love it, and I love it's becoming so much more, like it's not Everyone's something that's weird anymore. 
Yeah, it's not weird anymore. In fact, it's actually like cool, which I love that. I always thought I would have a redhead child. So far, I haven't. I've had two blonde children. Go figure. I know I'm waiting. I'm like, there's going to be, there has to be red in there somewhere. Like, I can't be the only one. It's so strange. Um, Okay. So to finish off, I've got the five round questions. These are the really deep and meaningful ones. All right. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I love how your face is like. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> all right. What is one movie you could watch a thousand times and never get sick of? Okay, I think we all know what I'm about to say. It's obviously Practical Magic. It's every time I'm on my period, I watch it. Yeah, I'm like, nah. They keep saying like the second one, they'll, they'll never make another one. No, don't. I really don't think that they will. Alone. I, yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Well, I will, but I'm not going to watch it. You gotta make it better. Do you know what I would <laughs> if they made magic lessons? They need uh, into a movie. All of them. Oh, they could make all of them into a movie. Well, they're making rules of magic into a TV show. Oh, what? Really? Mm. Oh, they go. They're not making it, but then COVID hit and it mm. all stopped. So I'm interested because I I love it. I love it so. Because that's one with the the two sisters and the brother. Yeah. 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 Mm. That one threw me off a little bit at first. I was like, oh, but then I, I liked it. But Magic Lessons is always my favourite Alice Hoffman book. I just love that one. I know. I would love it if they did that. Yeah. They'd have um, to do it well, though. They'd have to do it well. Yeah. They yeah. Would. I would love it if they did the last. Have you read the last book yet? Which one's the last one? The Book of Magic or the the Book of Magic? I don't think I've read it. I'm I'm reading Practical Magic at the moment. Oh, so this and it's so like different. Combined, so like the aunties and Sally and Jillian really? and like the kids and the uncle and all that. Does it feel like chaos or is it good? It is a bit chaotic, but it is really good. And I would love Ooh. it if they did it and they had like um, Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock in it. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know there was another book. I thought Practical Magic was the last one. No. It's the newest one. It's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, even the Practical Magic book, I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. Like, it threw me off at first, but now I'm kind of like, it's actually keeping me reading it because now I actually don't, like, I can see where they've taken bits and used it. It's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. And the the way they perceive the aunts in the book, they make them kind of sound mean. Like Sally is like not that likable and you go, but I yeah. liked her in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And she moves away. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's different. It's very different. But I mean, I like it, but I mean, I love the movie. I know. The movie is perfection in every way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What is a book that changed your life? Mm. Oh God, that's a good. Okay. This book is what really got me like leaning into the cycle sinking and all of that sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. which is weird because it doesn't really fully cover it. Oh, maybe she does a little bit. I don't know. Rebecca Campbell, I think it's called Rise, Sister, Rise. Okay. I, I don't know if you've read that. It's really amazing. She had one called Letters to a Starseed. I hated it. I think there's a lot of problematic stuff with the term Starseed anyway. Yeah. Some people agree with that. Some people disagree. That's so fine. Um, but that one I honestly, I thought it was shit. Like I'm being honest, I thought it was actually crap. I was like, mm, I can't, I don't like this. But <laughs> Rise, Sister, Rise, I loved. And I think, and then her first book, I forgot what it's called. I can't remember what it's called, but she, there was a first one that I really liked as well. But Rise, Sister, Rise, hands down, completely changed my view of how I see myself. Cool. I yeah. Like that. Yeah. 
Um, if you could be any animal for a day, what would you be? Okay, this is what this is what's so funny. I'm about to people be like, what the whoever's listening is probably like, what the hell? Okay, <laughs> so the thing is, I'm terrified of birds. I, I I'm really scared of them. They're but my yeah, right. <laughs> I, they're little. They look like they're gonna poke my eyes out at any they moment. Are. But they're also so beautiful. So if I could yeah. be anything, I would be a swallow bird. I I love them, and they're also like an animal that always comes to me whenever I'm feeling really lost in my life. Just so funny because when I had my warehouse, I had a really, I think I had just gotten my, maybe like my fifth negative test, like a pregnancy test. Yeah. And I felt so down. I was like, this is just never going to happen for us. Um, and I was feeling like really like deep and down in myself. And then this bird flew into my warehouse and it was a oh. swallow bird. Yeah. And it came two days in a row and then I never saw it again. Do you know what they mean? Well, they're obviously the bird of the sailors, the traveling, you know, they say that they guide you home basically. Mm. Um, so I think that that's what it was telling me, like that everything was going to be all right. So if I could be anything, it would probably be a swallow bird, which is so weird because I'm terrified of birds. Like when it came in, I was freaked out. I was thinking I'm about to die right now. I'm going to have to <laughs> tell my, I'm gonna, yeah, I was like, I'm going to have to tell Nath. I'm so sorry. I've died in my warehouse doing what I love. At least I've died doing what I love. Like at least I've done that. <laughs> I was thinking, so oh, it was so scary. Every bit left and then I just shut the door because I was like, you can't come back in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would be a swallow bird. But that, I didn't even really have to think about that actually. Because part of me is like, I love otters because I think they're so cute and they oh hold hands. Oh, my God, don't and, even start. Really. Right? They're so they're freaking like, cute. I know. And don't they, like, mate for life? Isn't, like, a thing where, like, oh, they, they mate? Would. I think that's a thing. I'm pretty sure that's it. They mate for life with the they, same they otter. They like an animal that would mate and they'd have, yeah. like, the best, like, tea and they'd all cuddle with each other and right. just, like, be so cute. So cute, but I would be a bird because I would want to see things and see different view of things. That would yeah, be cool. Yeah. That's a good answer. And also shit on people who annoyed me. <laughs> Don't That's think I'm joking. Answer. That was a joke. Partly a joke. Part yeah, of being serious. Partly a joke. <laughs> uh, very forcefully, I feel like. There's a lot yeah. of honesty there. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have a bad day. <laughs> well, they say it's good luck, so. Yeah. Whatever. I, I'm, I'm, yet to, I'm yet to understand that theory. Me but. too. I haven't <laughs> had no luck. From being shot on by a bird, but no, maybe it's coming. <laughs> um, okay, if you could sit down and have a chat with anybody, be it famous, not famous, dead, alive, for an hour, who would you want to talk with? Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. It actually would not be a famous person at all. I think we need to take famous people off pedestals because they're just people, right? Um, and I wouldn't say. I mean, they all inspire me at the end of the day. They've had to work hard to get where they are, but yeah, it's not yeah. who I'd want to talk with. I probably want to talk with, I would probably say one of, probably my nan actually. I'd probably want to talk to my nan because I really want to know more about our family and things like that. But it, it's hard because it's, I have my nan on my mom's side, but then I also have my nan on my dad's side. And my great nan on my dad's side, we believe is the one that was quite witchy. Oh, interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. but she never openly said about it but my auntie and I have had many discussions and she was actually a twin um and my sisters even had dreams uh about the twins coming through so the twins like the nan energy coming through Mm -hmm. so I feel like there's a lot that she could probably tell me that I don't know 
It'd be more wanting to know about my ancestors, I think. So it'd be like one of my ancestors, but it'd probably be my nan from, sorry, nan, from my mom's side. I'm sorry, nan. <laughs> She's probably like, why would you not choose me? She's probably watching me right now being like, why that's so rude <laughs> she and she was she was like scottish so she's very like oh yeah don't man, don't man. She, yeah <laughs> sorry then but it would be the other one but just mainly because there's so many things that she did that i would i'm very curious about You've like where questions. did that come from yeah i have so many questions so that's probably who it would be because i would want to know more because i don't know about you but i really want to base my craft around where my ancestors came from and obviously on my mum's side it's Scotland which is where I get my red hair from and then my dad's side of the family is England like we still have family members over there yeah um and they're from Cornwall so obviously there's a lot of magical stuff there yeah so I'd love to know more about that mainly so I can implement it into my practices um to honor them but also like I just think if we all connected back to that maybe that bitter energy that we're seeing online wouldn't happen Interesting. Yeah. I really feel like if we just all connect, but it's hard because I know that some people, you know, there's adoption and there's, you know, all that sort of stuff. So some people that's really hard to do. So when people say you need to connect, connect back to your ancestors, I'm like, not everyone can do that. And I think it's really important to have for that discussion to even happen online because it's, it's a bit, I don't know. I don't know what the term of that would be, but it can be a little, um, I don't it's know. There's like a lot of like levels to it, you know. Like I mm. think you can totally do that where you connect with your present ancestors, but then there are mm. people who are so drawn, like for example, to maybe like Norse mythology, but they have mm. no Norse ancestors. We go, well, maybe in a in a previous life you were, you know. Yeah. So it's like so many layers to it where you go do I look back in this life or do I do a past life regression or do I am mm. I just drawn to it for some other random reason like there's yeah like, it opens up a can of worms I think fully when I did a past life regression I was actually Dutch I was Scottish <laughs> wow that's so cool oh my god that's crazy and I had red hair <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> thriving <laughs> um that's okay. crazy last question yeah what does your perfect day look like? Hmm. Do you know what is so interesting? There's two, oh, God, actually, this is harder than what I thought it was going to be. There's two versions of a perfect day for me. One is where the kids don't bicker and we are outside all day and, like, it, everything just flows, right? Yeah. But then the other perfect day is where I just literally be by myself and I go to like all these witchy stores or I go to an antique store and I find the exact thing I'm after. Yeah. That is the best feeling ever. Yes. So it'd be like, it'd be like honestly going to like different places to try new food. It would be um, going to antique stores and finding stuff I like going through. Like it would literally be doing and like going shopping basically. Wow, I'm such a Leo. Now I think, wow, I'm like, that's a very Leo answer. <laughs> Um, like shopping and finding like and going antique like to the stores I want to go to yeah. not like oh can we go look at the toy store I don't want to look at that <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to look at that so it, it depends it depends because I saw this the other day and it really got me thinking they said parents describe their perfect day without their kids so why did you have kids and I'm like why why would you say that but I also think that a lot of people who say that maybe don't have kids and don't understand how much of a weight it is to always obviously be around your kids at all times, right? Especially as mums. I think we're like, you know, there's still so much shame around mums 
doing things without their kids with them. And I'm like, but if that was a dad, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I feel this a lot. Yeah. Like how yeah. they go. That's so nice that like, you know, your husband is watching the kids and you're like, you yeah. mean he's being a dad? Right. Yes. I'm he's like not um, doing a favor. Okay. He's doing his job. That's yeah, as does. as they should, considering they co-created those kids, right? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It depends because, like, part yeah. of me is like, I love it if my kids like just didn't. And sometimes they don't argue at all, and sometimes it's amazing. And then other days, you know, they're both two different people navigating themselves, and totally. conflict comes with that. So yeah, it really depends. Again, it depends on how I feel. If I'm in my like luteal menstruation phase, it would be like me just being on my own. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm in like the follicular luteal phase, I I love doing things with my kids then. Yeah. But then the other times they do stuff and I'm like, I'm feeling moody today and that's annoying me and I have that's to be nice to you right now. Yeah, I'm like, I always say, mommy's trying to be nice to you right now. Uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I have a limit. I have limits too. And right now you're hitting the wall of limitation. And I'm just going to tell you, I need to break away from you for a second. I'm about to not be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mummy's yeah. Getting um, a little bit much now. But yeah, I'm like, and again, it's that boundaries with my kids as well. Yeah, like yeah. knowing when I can be like, okay, I'm not feeling that great today. So today we're going to do things that I like doing yeah. um, because that's going to make me feel better. And then when they're having those days, I'm like, what can we do to like support you? I like that. And I totally yeah. understand because I'm the same. Like I love doing things with my kids and like planning mm. days and we go on adventures and it's all fun. And yeah, yeah. sometimes they want to kill each other and sometimes I want to kill everyone. Yeah. I also love being by myself because I'm such yeah. a mm-hmm. like introvert to in my heart. Yeah. Um, and that's how I recharge. And that's like nothing personal. That doesn't mean I don't love my husband or my kids. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. It just means that that's how I like to recharge. Yeah. I think it's okay to want both. I don't think there's right. shame in that. Yeah. Because when I, when I heard that, I was like, mm, I don't, like, I'm not going to lie. It definitely got me thinking. I was like, oh, you got me thinking about that. Like, I'm going to see your perspective. I can see why you would be saying that but I also think that maybe you don't have kids because I also think it's important to honor the fact that sometimes like that parent really just like needs some space and and you're not just a parent like that's not just who you are you're also a yeah. human and mm-hmm. you're allowed to want to be exactly exactly yeah yeah and like there's definitely times where I 100% need that like even Nathan and I have got to a point where I'm like you know, he might say, oh, I'm just going to go watch a movie on my own. And I like, don't get offended by that. Cause yeah. I'm like, he needs space right now. And like, I'm the same. I'm like, like last night I was so tired. Like when I said I got 10 hours sleep yeah. and it's like, why don't you just go to bed? And I was like, yeah, okay. Then And he did like all the nighttime stuff. And it was just like, nice to be like, I don't have to do anything right now. I can just be myself and mm. lay here like a slug or a sloth and just <laughs> do nothing. I, I was so tired. I couldn't, you know how like sometimes you're tired and you're like, I'm just going to mindlessly like scroll through things yeah. and watch things. I couldn't even do that. I had I was that like, no, I got, I'm so tired. Anything. I can't even do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And Nate's trying to talk to me and I'm like, like, I don't even know what I'm saying. I need to yeah. go to bed. Yeah. So it really depends. My perfect day is dependent on how I feel. I get that. I think that's yeah. a good answer. I'm so Gemini. See that Gemini moon is shining through where it's like, I can't decide. Both. <laughs> I want everything. Yeah. Maybe that's the Leah part as well. I want yeah. everything. Yeah, I know. I when I when I looked at my birth chart for the first time, I was like, damn. Birth why would I incarnate like that? A lot of knowledge. 
<laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's a good thing with Gemini. I always I always want to learn new things, but then sometimes I'm like, too much, Hannah. Too much. I learned enough today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my my reading stack is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't it's so bad. Out. Yeah. And like witches stop releasing good books because at I this know. point, I've got to start reading them. It's probably an addiction that I'm not willing to address. Yeah. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> same. Or like a candle. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. And I'm like, it's so pretty. I can't burn it. Just burn the damn candle. All right. Yeah. 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 And that's something I've learned now. Like I save things. Oh, I save that for this ritual. Oh, I save that for this part of my practice. Mm-hmm. And I've learned if I die tomorrow, my spirit's going to be like, why didn't you just burn that candle? Yeah. You can buy why did you not one? just there do more? Exactly. I hoard for dear life. <laughs> Like I'm never going to see it again. <laughs> it's a problem. I need to address I it. I'm the same. Oh. Um. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was such a thank pleasure you for having me. Yes. Fun. Yeah. And, um. If anyone wants to come and see you and learn more from you, where can they find you? Um. Well, obviously my Instagram and my TikTok. That would be like the two, the two main places really. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, DMs I don't answer on TikTok. I but I show more content on TikTok. Just because yeah, I yeah. like that platform a lot better, mm-hmm. personally. Um, Instagram is still very much aesthetic. And don't get me wrong, I love the aesthetic. But sometimes I just want to, like, talk. Yes. And I find Instagram doesn't let you do that unless it's on stories. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I would say I put more content on TikTok and expand more on there. But I answer DMs and stuff more on Instagram. Cool. Does that mean? Hopefully that makes sense. No, I don't know if you're like sense. that too. Like, I think that TikTok's like where I go to talk more and like teach more stuff. Yeah. Instagram's like the pretty, pretty yeah. vibes. Yeah. It's the aesthetic yeah. vibes. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if it will ever shift. I, I think some people have tried to make it shift. I'm like, it's just not going to. Instagram is just, it's its own little thing. Who knows? I know. Instagram I know. <laughs> yeah. I still feel like there's another app coming out. Every time a new one comes out, I'm like, mm, that's not it. I feel like there's an app that's going to change everything in the next year or two. I mean, that's good. I'm actually yeah. going to get onto this one quickly because I'm always like something will come out and then Patty's like, you should really like jump on this because it's going to be like the next big thing. And I'm like, yeah. mm, no, I don't want to. And then yes. later I'm like, um, oh, maybe I should have done that. <laughs> no, I know. It's the same with TikTok as well. No, I fully get what you're saying. I think YouTube will stick around for the long haul. <laughs> I feel like YouTube's having a resurgence because everyone's 100%. so sick of like Instagram and stuff that people will go back. Yeah. And it's like, so it's just like quick, like it's just, you know, even when I try and it's like you type in what you want and it's there. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, you don't have to like fight. Yeah. I agree. I, I do love YouTube. I will say I watch YouTube more than Netflix, more than anything else. YouTube. YouTube's where I watch because it's just that, I like being able to know that I'm supporting someone who like is pouring all their creativity into that thing. I'm not saying Netflix and stuff don't do that, but like, I don't know. Although I did watch Queen Charlotte the other day and I didn't like Bridgerton, but I loved Queen Charlotte. I loved that. Mm. I couldn't get into Bridgerton. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. I I didn't like it. Any of those ones. Nah, but I did really, really like Queen Charlotte. I highly recommend that. Cool. It was a beautiful way of acknowledging mental illness as well. It kind of touches that on there and how, yeah, I don't know. I thought the way they depicted it was quite beautiful. Cool. Yeah. There's a recommendation for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I never thought I'd be saying, you should watch Queen Charlotte. <laughs> never thought I'd be saying that, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again, Hannah. I do really appreciate you coming on. 
Um, and everyone should definitely go and check her out because you do good stuff and you're you're a good witch to watch. So thank you. (laughs) And um, thank you everyone for listening. And I will be back soon with more witchy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Bye.